Good morning to all of you. Hope you are all well. So let us offer our respectful obeisances to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. <coughs> Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Narayanam Namaskritya Naram Chaiva Narotamam. Devin Sarasitim Vyasam Tatojaya Mudirayat Nashta Preshabhadeshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya Bhagavati Uttama Shloke Bhakti Bhavati Nashtake Krishna Swadamo Bhagate Dharma Gyana Divisaha Kolonashta Deshamesha Purana Konunodita So we're reading Chapter 5, Text 32, Chapter 18, Text 32. Charya yujam sveda jamanda jodvidam Chara charam deva shipitri bhutam maindriyam Yokam shiti shayla sharitsa mudra Vipankhaksetya vidheya ekam Sinanams chara yujam One born from a womb Svedajam One born from perspiration Andaja One born from an egg Budvidam one born from the earth, chara acharam, the moving and the stationary, deva, the demigods, rishi, the great sages, pitri, the inhabitants of pitri loka, bhutam, the material elements of air, fire, water, and earth, aindriyam, all the senses, jau, the higher planetary systems, kam, the sky, shiti, the earthly planets, Shaila, the hills and mountains, Sarit, the rivers, Samudra, the oceans, Dwipa, the islands, Griha the stars and planets, Iti, thus, Abhidheya, to be variously named, Eka, one. Translation, my dear Lord, you manifest your different energies in countless forms as living entities born from wombs, from eggs, and from perspiration as plants and trees that grow out of the earth, as all living entities, both moving and standing, including the demigods, the learned sages, and the pitas, as outer space, as the higher planetary systems containing the heavenly planets, and as the planet Earth with its hills, rivers, seas, oceans, and islands. Indeed, all the stars and planets are simply manifestations of your different energies. But originally, you are one without a second. Therefore, there is nothing beyond you. This entire cosmic manifestation is therefore not false, but is simply a temporary manifestation of your inconceivable energy. Purport by His Divine Grace, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. This verse completely rejects the theory of Brahma Satyam Jagan Mitya, which states that spirit or Brahman is real, whereas the manifested material world with its great variety of things is false. Nothing is false. One thing may be permanent and another temporary, but both the permanent and the temporary are facts. For example, if someone becomes angry for a certain period, no one can say that his anger is false. It is simply temporary. Everything we experience in our daily lives is of the same character. It is temporary, but real. The different kinds of living entities coming from different sources are very clearly described in this verse. Some were born from a womb, and some, like certain insects, from human perspiration. 
Others hatch from eggs, and still others sprout from the earth. And living in it, he takes births under different circumstances according to his past activities, karma. Although the body of the living entity is material, it is never false. No one will accept the argument that since a person's material body is false, mur murder has no repercussions. Our temporary bodies are given to us according to our karma, and we must remain, remain in our given bodies to enjoy the pains and pleasures of life. Our bodies cannot be called false, they are only temporary. In other words, the energy of the Supreme Lord is as permanent as the Lord himself. Although his energy is sometimes manifest and sometimes in the Vedas Sarvam, Kolvidam Brahma, everything is Brahma. Oma Jnana Timirandasya Jnana Jana Shalaka Chakshurun Militanjena Tashmai Shri Gurave Nama Mukham Kurati Vachalam Pangam Gangayate Girim Yakripata Mahambande Shri Gurum Dinataranam Nama Shishtam Manumapi Sachiputramatra Sarupam Rupam Tashagraja Muripuri Matarim Goshtavatim Radha Kundam Girivaram Maho Radhika Madhavasam Prapta Yasya Patita Kripaya Shri Gurum Tam Natusmi Vande Nantad Bhutashayam Shri Chaitanya Mahaprabhum Nichopi Yat Prasadat Chad Bhakti Shastra Pavartaka Nityananda Maham Nami Sarvananda Karamparam Harinama Padam Devam Mavadu Tishiromanim Vande Rupa Sanatana Raghujugo Shri Jiva Gopalako Vrindaye Tulsidigvaye Priyaye Keshavasicha Krishna Bhakti Pradidevi Satyavatye Namo Namaha Bancha Kulpatubhishcha Kripa Sindhubhyevacha Patitanam Pavani Bhyo Vaishnavibhyo Namo Namaha Srila Prabhupada often made this point when this verse is quoted, Brahma Satyam Jagan Mitya, the Mayavad philosophers, the confused, emphasized on confused, emphasis on confused philosophers, so-called philosophers say, that Brahma is truth and the material creation is false. But Srila Prabhupada points out that because Krishna is truth, his creation cannot be untruth. It's like an artist. If an artist paints a painting, he's truth. His creation must also be truth. Because it's his creation. Truth comes from truth. Falsity, illusion, can't come from that which is true. So Krishna's whole creation is truth. But in spite of their talking like this, another big Mayavad talk, all empty talk, they say that it's all false, yet they're very expert at trying to manipulate the material world. And they're also trying to enjoy the material world. And they enter into politics, they open hospitals, they open schools. If the whole world is false, what are you doing in politics? It's all false. Hospitals false, the schools false, the politics is false. What are you doing? They can't practice their philosophy. They can't live their philosophy. It's just another empty talk. So this world is true. Because it's coming from Krishna. We read in, in uh, Brahma Samhita, Anadi Radhya Go Ishwara Parama Krishna, Satcharananda Bigraha, Anadi Radhya Govinda Sarva Karana Karanam. That he's the cause of all causes. He's Ishwara Parama. He's the supreme controller. Anadi Radhya Govinda. He's the origin of everything, yet he himself has no origin. 
Everything is coming from him. Elsewhere, same Brahma Samhita Agnir Mahi Ganganamam Mumurudishascha Kala Satatma Manasiti Jagatrayani Yasmad Bhavanti Devavanti Vishanti Yamcha Govindamari Purusham Tamahamajami Vishanti is created by him. It's, uh, man, he enters into it. He creates it. He destroys it. It's maintained by him. At every juncture of the creation, Krishna is involved. That's not happening automatically. Other foolish people say, well, God is like a clockmaker. A clockmaker constructs a clock, he winds it up, and he turns it on, and it just runs. And he has nothing to do with his creation. But this isn't Krishna. He says, Maya Dakshena Prakriti Suyate Satcharachana. That I'm maintaining everything. I'm creating it, I'm maintaining it, I'm destroying it at the end. Millions of universes are coming from him. The whole principle of God is misunderstood by people. All over the world they misunderstand the, the characteristics of God. They talk God, God, but they think he's just an order supplier. You go to the church, the mandir, the masjid, the gurudwara, the synagogue, you ring the bell, or you do namaz, or you fold your hands, whatever it is. Okay, now give me. I've come to your place to ask your blessing. But what is that blessing they ask for? Tanam janam sundarim, give me sense gratification, give me facility to enjoy my senses. This has nothing to do with religion. Dharma projita kaitavata paramo nirmatsaranam satam. Bhagavatam completely rejects cheating religions that think God is simply meant to supply the necessities of life. He is supplying, no doubt. Upanishads say, Nitya Nityanam Chaitana Chaitananam. Eko bahunam jo common. That one eko is supplying the needs of the many bahunam. We're dependent on God with all our technology. We can put satellites in orbit. We can make these amazing little boxes, mobile phone. We can do amazing things with electronics. But can we make one grain of rice? Can we make one drop of milk? We can't feed ourselves. Can we make air? Can we make water? We're dependent living beings for eating, for breathing, for feeding ourselves. We're completely dependent on the Lord. So, if we acknowledge that, then this is the first step in bhakti. So, it's good from one point of view. They go to the temple and they pray to God, you give me something. At least they're coming to the temple to pray to God. And there's benefit there. But this has nothing to do with bhakti. Bhakti means to understand, first step in bhakti, understand. What, what is the nature of God? And this verse is giving us some definitive information. How everything in creation is coming from him. This is a pretty comprehensive list here. Of That Krishna is the source of all of these things. And he expands his energy all over the, the universe. Upanishads say, Esha Desha Stitasya Agnir, Jyotsya Vistarinyata, and just as there's a lamp situated in one place, if it's in a dark room, that illumination spreads throughout the room. So Krishna's in one place, Goloka Eva Nivasiti Akilat Mubhuta. He's in his Goloka Dham. He's playing with gopis. He's dancing, playing with cowherd boys. Mother Yashoda is fussing over him. He's enjoying, laughing, dancing, eating, singing, joking, having wonderful relationships with his devotees 
and simultaneously the entire material creation is going on effortlessly. This is Krishna. Srila Prabhupada said, just like a very powerful businessman, say Mr. Tata. Mr. Tata is not on the production line making cars. He's at home with his family, enjoying life. But by his energy, by his will, by his power, cars are coming out of the factory. All these different products that they manufacture are coming out of the factory by his power. So this is just one, if this is possible, for one in, insignificant piece of dust living being, Mr. Tata, what is the power of Krishna? Billions of universes are coming. Everything's being maintained, and he's simply enjoying in Goloka Vrindavan. This is Krishna. He's situated in one place, Asia Desha Stitasyagnir. He just says fire is situated in one place. It, that jyoti, the illumination from the fire spreads everywhere. So Krishna's power, the illumination of Krishna spreads throughout the universe. This is God. Not some, he's just Sarvam Kalvindam Brahma. Everything's Brahma. Everything is Brahma. Everything is his energy. Ninth chapter tells that he's present within every he's present even within the atom. Where isn't God? <laughs> this was Hiranyakashipu. He's challenging his son Prahlad. Where is your God? Is he in this pillar? Yes, Father, he's in the pillar. And Lord manifests. He manifests within the womb of Uttara to protect. Maharaj Pariksit. He appeared and then he disappeared. It's not like he went walking, okay, bye, I'll see you later. He appeared and disappeared because he's within every atom. Where, where isn't God? Where don't we find God in one of his energies? Samaya tatamidam sarvam jagad avyaktamurtina. He is present in this creation as in his avyaktamurti, his unmanifested form. He's present in his personal form. He's present in He's present everywhere within the creation. Where don't we find God? This is the understanding of God. That this creation is Him. Bhagavatam says, Idam hi vishram bhagavani vetra. That this entire universe can be taken as God Himself. It's, how is it different from Him? It's His creation. Did, did a tree just fall out of the sky? Did a human being just fall out of the sky? There's even an insignificant creation like a watch, a wristwatch. Can it just fall out of the sky, ticking, tick, 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 tick? It's two o'clock. Does it happen automatically? There's a creator. Shiva Prabhupada gave a very beautiful example. I was listening to his lecture this morning. We are up picking Tulsi. And listening to this beautiful lecture Prabhupada was giving. He explained, it's just like an artist takes so much trouble to paint a picture of a flower. He has to mix the colors properly to get the exact texture, the exact color and shading and all, all different. So much effort goes in to painting a picture of a rose. But it's nothing like a real rose. It's, it's a useless, it's beautiful to look at, but it has no scent, it has no form. It has, it's a representation of beauty. So Prabhupada's point was that if there's so much trouble that a person has to take to paint a picture of a rose, is there no brain behind a person? There's no brain behind the creation of an actual rose? Who created the actual rose? Who made it? Did it just fall out of the sky? Or is there creator? Creation implies creator. 
If there's a rose, who is the creator? Whose brain created that? Krishna says, Bija Maam Sarvabhutana Bhitti Parta Sanatanam. I am the original seed of existence. I am everything's coming from me. Aham Sarvasya Prabhavo Vata Sarvam Prabhavati Iti Matva Bhajanti Buddha Bhava Samanvitaha. And if someone understands that, what do they do? They become devotee. But because people are ignorant, they have such superficial understanding of God, they don't see God in His creation. They don't see God in the form of that rose. They don't see the Creator in the creation. A pure devotee's vision is wherever he looks, he only sees Krishna. Stavara jangama deki na deki tarmurti. When he sees a tree, he doesn't see the tree, he sees Krishna, who is manifesting this incredible thing, a tree that drinks water through its feet, through its root, padapat. It drinks water through its feet. It inhales carbon dioxide and exhales oxygen. We exhale carbon dioxide and inhale oxygen. There's a symbiotic relationship with the creation in the form of plant life. By the amazing uh, arrangement of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. If a person looks deep, what does he see? Look deep enough and all you see is Krishna. Truth, substantiality in the creation. It's not false. This is a foolish idea. That is false. Look at the difference from in, in vegetables and flowers. It's the same dirt. It's the same water. It's the same sunlight. But all different types of vegetables and fruits and flowers come out of the same dirt. Why? Because of Krishna. Bijam, Mam, Sarvabhuta. I am this, the original seed of all existence. It's my creation. It's my creation. And Prabhupada went on to say in this lecture how he was took great, one of his favorite themes is to smash material science, who says that life comes from matter. But this is in the same proposition. Is a mosquito just some chemicals flying around trying to bite you and suck your blood? It's chemicals trying to suck your blood. Does it make sense? Is it reasonable? Chemicals trying to suck your blood. No, it's a soul who is experiencing the warmth of your body, the smell of your body. It's hungry and it wants to eat and you're food for a mosquito. Simple thing. There's a person, there's a soul, there's an atma present. Chemicals don't move by themselves. Chemicals don't decide they're hungry and decide to suck blood. But this is their proposition. Life comes from the combination of chemicals. Prabhupada would challenge them. If I give you the chemicals, can you make life? Oh, that I can't say. He gave another nice example. He said, like a lemon tree. Lemon tree creates lemons. And in the lemon, there's all kinds of citric acid. And a lemon tree can pr create many pounds, maybe 100 pounds of citric acid. There's no citric acid in dirt. There's no sugar from sugar cane. There's no sweet juice from a mango in dirt. There's no fragrance of the rose manifest in dirt. Everything's there. The elements are there. But because there's a soul in the mango tree, in the sugar cane, in the rose bush, they're manifest by the presence of the soul. It doesn't automatically come out. Combination of chemicals. The foolish idea. But this atheistic, atheistic idea has become prominent everywhere. 
because they want to completely destroy any spiritual conception of life. Because if there's a soul, if we're an embodied soul in this world, then we're responsible for our actions. Our body is temporary. Presence of a spirit soul and a, and a subatomic spiritual principle encaged in a material body. If that's truth, then you know, extrapolate. What does that mean? It means we're responsible for this life and there's another life. We're responsible to the creator because we're part of the creation. We're not independent from the creator. But that they all reject because they don't want a life of responsibility. They want a life of do just. They say, "What's their the, this Nike slogan? Just do it. Whatever if it feels good, just do it. Anything, if it feels good, just do it." This is the predominant theme that's run throughout the uh, situation in human society today. Anything that feels good, just follow your senses, just do it. So this is all foolishness. We're soul. The creation is real. There is there's a because God is real. There is a God. We can see his handiwork in the creation. It's not false, but it's temporary. This is the other point Prabhupada makes in the purport. That although it's true, it's truth, and he gives the example, we read the example of anger. Someone gets angry, something happens, you become angry. Anger is truth, you experience it, but it goes away, it's temporary. And everything in our experience goes away. That is the, that is the reality of our existence in this material world. Everything, your car, your home, someone else is going to live in your home someday. Some other living beings are going to feed on your body. Whether it becomes ashes, whether it becomes food for worms or the Parsis because they have reverence for fire. They don't want to burn the body. They throw it in a big coliseum and the birds come. The vultures come and devour the body and your body becomes stool, the bird, the stool of a vulture. So whether your body becomes stool of an animal, food for worms or ash, this is, this is the temporary nature of this material. This is axiomatic truth. Who can deny it? Who can, who can claim, I will live forever? This is another foolishness. <laughs> this was, this was uh, uh, Vanaparva Mahabharata. When Yudhishthir was asked by the Yaksha, Yaksha Prashna, was quizzing him, to say, what kind of king are you? What have you learned? And he asked him, what is the most astonishing thing? What is the most amazing thing about life? And Yudhishthir answered, Ahani, Ahani. Bhutani, that everyone, every living being, every demigod, every human being, every beast, every amphibian, every germ, every plant, every creature within the creation is going to meet death. But everyone thinks, that won't happen to me. <laughs> is that not foolishness? People live their life in this way. It won't happen to me. But death can happen at any moment. One of our god brothers. His name is uh, Gauri Das Pandit. He was serving Srila Prabhupada in Vrindavan, and there was an electric wire that was coiled up and put on a hook. Prabhupada was sitting on a seat right in Prabhupada's uh, garden in Vrindavan. So he went to move the wire, but it was plugged in 
and there was a bare spot on the water. When he grabbed it, he almost died from electrocution. Fortunately, there was a devotee there that was able to give him cardiac massage and resuscitation and un unplug the, the cord from the wall and save his life. So Srila Prabhupada called for him afterwards, said, how are you? Showed his so concerned for the well-being of his disciple. And Prabhupada looked at him and very gravely said, we should be prepared for death at any time because this is the nature of death. He's saying, oh, let me just move this cord. And he almost died. Another devotee in Mumbai this spring, he went to move a fan and there was some short circuit in the fan. He grabbed the fan and left his body because there was a short circuit and he was electrocuted. Young man, young brahmachari in our, in our Mumbai temple. No, not Mumbai. In Delhi temple. I think our Delhi, east of Kalash temple. And was electrocuted. So he's thinking, oh, let's let me, he's not thinking I'm going to die. I'm just going to move this fan and boop, the last thing he did. This is the nature of this material world. We forget. This is the nature. Dukalayam ashashvatam. We can't stay here. And everyone's trying, we suffer different types of miseries, but everyone's trying to make it a happy place. Sukalayam shashvatam. Happy place, I can stay here and enjoy forever. This is life's deepest delusion. Death is, is a step behind us at every moment of life. So if we understand that, then we become serious about spiritual life. Now there's another section that's interesting. We can uh, study from Bhagavad Gita in the thir uh, 13th chapter, I think. That's uh, relevant to this verse. There we find the verse, Kāya kārana kārtate hetī prakrate uchate purusha sukhadukānam vokrate hetir uchate. That kāya kāranam, because hetu, in the matter of creation, it is material energy, the instrument of material energy. It's what prakriti, Krishna's, and Krishna says, purusha, that uh, Mayadakshena prakriti. Suyate satcharasham. That I am in charge of prakriti. Or we read from Brahma Samhita. Shristi stiti pralaya sadhana shaktire kachayiva yasya bhavanani vivarti durga. Ichthanu rupam apayasya chite stite sa govindamari purusham tamahamajami. The chayeva yasya. Chayeva means like a shadow. Can a shadow move independently from form? Impossible. What is shadow? It's a negative aspect of form. As the form moves, the shadow must move with form. So Krishna is the supreme control, the supreme form, and shadow moves chayeva yasa, following under Krishna's instruction, under his jurisdiction. So material nature, prakriti, works under his jurisdiction. It's the hetu, it's the instrument. And what is the living being? Purusha sukha dukhanam. He's the cause of enjoyment and suffering. I had this experience when I was in Denver, Colorado. I was uh, my one of the services I was doing there was to be a liaison between the temple and the Indian community. So when there was a mundan ceremony, they'd come, we'd shave the baby's head. When there was a marriage, we'd go participate in the wedding. When there was a funeral, we'd go do the funeral. So there was one disaster that struck one family. Their nine-year-old son was on his bicycle and was hit by a truck and died instantly. 
So they took his body to the crematorium, or to the chapel, and they brought his bed, they brought his lamp, his toys. They tucked him into the bed like he was asleep. Then they started singing these Bengali, soulful Bengali bhajans, and the whole, the whole room was crying. Not a dry eye in the whole room. Then they took the body, the boy's body, across the street to the crematorium. The father pushed the body into the fire, closed the door, pushed the button to turn on the fire. Then he walked up to me and said, your Krishna could not save him. And this is after making a huge show. He's singing bhajan, and then he sang 108 Hare Krishna Mahamantras, tearfully sobbing Hare Krishna Mahamantra. But when he put his son's body in the fire, then he, he said this to me, your Krishna could not save him. I said, Prabhu, Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, Purusha Sukadukanam Bhoktrite Etar Uchate, that the living being, the soul, is the cause of the sufferings, the different kinds of sufferings and enjoyments we experience in this world. Don't blame Krishna. Now, whether he was able to understand that or not, I don't know. So, next verse says, Purusha Prakriti Stohi Bhunti Prakriti Jan Gunan. Karanam guna sangasya sarasajjani janma. So very important verse. That purusha, prakriti stohi, means that the purusha, purusha means the living being, that we're stuck. We've fallen into this material world, come under its influence. Bhagavad Gita says, Satyam rajastami iti guna prakriti sambhava nibadnanti mahabaho dehi dehinam abhyayam. That we've come under the influence, we've fallen and, and falling into this material world doesn't mean like from a higher place. So look, what is the falling? We've fallen under the influence of Satur, Rajas, and Tamas, the modes of material nature. The soul is pure. But coming to the material world, we fall under the influence of the modes of material nature. We become covered by the modes of material nature. Purusha, Prakriti Stohi. Prakriti sto means Prakriti Sta. We're like Grihasta. Someone who lives in a house, prakriti sta, we're fallen into prakriti, and we've fallen under the influence of prakriti, which means the modes of material nature. And what are we doing? Bhungte prakriti jan. We're trying to enjoy that material nature, prakriti. And the how we choose to enjoy it is what happens. Karanam guna sangasya sadasa joini jamasu. Because of the way in which we want to enjoy this material nature is the cause of different types of births, sadyoni and asadyoni. Someone has to be born as a crow. Someone's going to be born as a donkey. Someone's going to be born as a cow. Someone's going to be born as a brahmin, as a demigod, as a worm, according to our association with the modes of material nature. This is all going on by the arrangement of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. It's not, we're not independent from Prakriti. Prakriti, although the Mayavadis say it is false, that Prakriti is working under the supreme truth, Krishna. How is it false? It's working in the direction of the Lord, who says, by your association with that Prakriti, you get a particular kind of birth. By, by our birth, we meet with good and evil and different species of life. This is, this is factual. This is experiential. Why is it someone is born as uh, someone is born crippled, and someone is uh, Virat Kohli, a famous athlete? Why is someone 
uh, Mukesh Ambani and someone's a rickshaw wallet? Why is someone a genius and someone's a fool? Because our association with the modes of material nature that forces to act in a particular way and be become implicated in sin and piety, punya and pop, and we get a corresponding birth. There's no other reasonable explanation. Is, is it that if there's just a big bowl, a cosmic bowl, and in that big, huge cosmic bowl, everyone's name is floating, and God reaches in and pulls out names indiscriminately? Oh, Mr. Patel, you're going to be CEO of AT&T. Oh, sorry, Mr. Jones, you're going to have a very short, suffering life. You're going to die of cancer. Is he artificially cursing someone and aren't indiscriminately cursing and blessing people? Or have we created our own karma? The only reasonable answer is to say we have created our own reality by our past life activities. Means we've created it. You did it. Don't blame God. You created it. You created your own circumstance. So, if you're unhappy with it, then practice tolerance. Call out to God. I accept responsibility for your life and engage in the service of the Lord and become eligible for liberation. This is spiritual life. Because he's there. He's seeing everything. Next verse in this series, after Purusha. Upadrashta numanta cha bhukta bhartha meheshwara paramat meti cha pyukto dehismin purusha para. Upadrashta means he's the overseer. He's seeing everything. He says every breath, every beat of your heart, every thought. He knows what you're doing. And he gives you the... And this is where the feeling of guilt comes. When we know we shouldn't do something, and Krishna's trying to tell us you shouldn't do this, but you do it anyway, he's like a father who tells his son, don't do this. Why are you doing this? You'll get in trouble. But if the son insists, okay, do it. But the, result, the, the re reaction's up to you. You'll suffer and enjoy the reaction. So Krishna's giving this intuition from our heart. Upadrashta. Upadrashta means overseer that don't do this, but still we insist on material life over and over again. So here's Upadrashta. Anumanta. Anumanta means that he's permitting. He's permitting. He doesn't... We're not independent. You can't just decide to do something and be successful. He has to permit your success. He has to permit even your next breath what to speak of our material success. Anumantaja, Bhokta Bharta, that he's, he's the master, Bharta, Bhokta, supreme enjoyer. Our life is meant for his satisfaction. Maheshwara, he's the supreme controller. Maha Ishwara, supreme lord, supreme controller. Paramatma, super soul. Parameshwar, supreme controller. This is Krishna, the supreme person. So behind the creation, Parameshwar, Paramatma, Maheshwar. Behind the creation is a creator. The controller of the creation is person. So how can we say that the creation is false? 
It's not false. It can't be false. This is a foolish idea promoted by foolish people in the guise of sannyasis and so-called religious people. They put on saffron robe, put big tikka, tilak, rudraksha mala, jata, jata, and they sit on a stage and they repeat these aphorisms that they don't understand from Vedanta Sutra. Sarvam kaldidam brahma is one. Aham brahmasmi, tattvamasi. And people become confused because they have no brain to distinguish, to think beyond their own sensual world. Like, wh what is this person saying? He's saying he's God? Well, do something. It's like if I sit on a stage and there's a thousand people there. What would people say if I try and convince them that I am an elephant? I mean, I have, the, I have a human body. And I'm sitting on a stage in front of a thousand people. And I say, actually, everyone, now listen carefully. Just see my trunk, my stout legs, my big body, I and my big flappy ears. I am an elephant. Believe it. They'll laugh me off the stage. Isn't it? But they sit on the stage and they teach people, I am God and you are God too. And people say, oh, great sadhu, self-realized Mahatma, all glories to you. And they give money and accolades and they bow down and they accept him as guru. They're cheaters, number one cheaters. Are they Maheshwar? Are they Paramatma? Parameshwar? They can't exhibit the characteristics of God. Ask any one of them. Krishna says in Gita, Vedaham Samititani, Vatamanani Charjana, Babishami Sabhutani, Mamtu Vedana Kasana. That I know everything. Past, present, and future. So ask them, Oh my dear Mayavadi rascal, what is my mother's maiden name? And the look uh, uh, come on. You're, you're Parameshwar, you're knowing everything. The Lord I know says, I know everything. Vedaham Samatitani. Krishna says, I know everything. You say you're Krishna as good as Krishna. Tell me. What is it? The smallest thing they can is the smallest opulence of God, all knowing, they can't exhibit. Or one time we used to go to this uh, beautiful Hindu temple in Charlotte, North Carolina. I made a big huge temple now. And the priest there, he walked up to me one day. We used to go there once a month for a Bhagavad Gita program. We'd read a chapter of Bhagavad Gita, have a little kirtan, read the chapter, have discussion. So the priest walked up to me one day and he said, my grandfather installed your deities in Hyderabad. If you remember, maybe you've seen the pictures of these uh, South Indian Brahmins that installed the deities in Prabhupada's presence in Hyderabad, India. So it was his grandfather who was a head priest, and he walked, he had great appreciation for Iskon. He introduced himself very respectfully and like that. So anyway, we uh, read one chapter of Bhagavad Gita, had discussion, asked for questions afterwards. So one man stands up and says, I am God. <laughs> I, I should have said, oh, I'm so, please accept my obeisances. Please, I'm so glad to meet you, Supreme Lord. I said, oh, is it? 
are you God? So there was, it's a temple, so there's some flower petals lying here and there. So I picked up one flower petal. And I said, I held it over my head. And I said, sir, the Lord I know is maintaining millions of planets. Millions of planets are manifest from his body. Millions of planets are being manifest and maintained. They're floating in the sky effortlessly by his power. Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Pluto, Mercury, Sun, Moon, Mars, Venus, they're all floating in the sky by the power of the guy, God I know. And you say you're that person? Now I have a flower petal right here. Not very big, not very heavy. I'm going to hold it up and I'm going to let it go. I want you, because after all you say you're the Supreme Lord. You're holding up millions of planets. So what's a flower petal to you? I'm going to let go of this flower petal. Please make it float. And I let go of the foot. And do. Oh, couldn't do it? Let's try that again. Oh, Lord. Lord of Lords. Lord Supreme Parameshwar. Let's try that again. I let go. Couldn't do it? Said, you're simply a cheater. You were a cheater. You claimed to be something you were not. Sit down. What can the men say? What can the men say? So we should challenge these people as gently as possible. Sometimes Prabhupada was very uh, stern with him. He was giving a Sunday feast lecture one time and asked for questions afterwards. So same thing. One man stood up and he started, there's like 200, 300 people in the room, big crowd. So this man stands up in front of everybody and starts rambling, just blabbering. How I'm God, you're God, I'm God, we're all God. So after about 15 or 20 seconds, he ran out of things to say. And he's standing there in front of all these people like a fool. Sir Prabhupada shouted at him, sit down. You are not God, you are dog. Sit down. In a few words, he simply smashed them in. Because this is their idea. It's all empty talk. But unfortunately, this perception, this idea of Mayavad philosophy, there is no difference between Atma and Paramatma, has infested the whole world like a most dangerous disease. Because if we are God, what is the question of surrender? What is the question of controlling your senses? What is the question of morality? Anything you do, any immoral, sinful thing you do, if you're God, what does it matter? You can rape, you can pillage, you can steal, you can drink, you can eat anything, you can do anything, you're God. What does it matter? This idea has destroyed morality all over the world, especially in India, because people have this idea that I am God. Atma, Paramatma. And they do anything, what does it matter? Eat this, eat that, do this, do anything. I'm the Supreme Lord. And if... If I am pleased, then God is pleased because I'm God. So we kick on the face of this idea. So we should be gentlemen as far as possible, but we should be very immovable in our resolution, in our understanding, to present this to society, to teach society who is God. And He is the Supreme Controller. There is no other Supreme Controller. Ishwara Parama Krishna. 
Satchirananda Bigraha. And he has a beautiful transcendental form. Deinam Kwanantam Aravindadalaya Taksham Varhavatam Samasitam Buddhasundarangam Kandarpakoti Kamaniya Visheshishopam Govindamari Purusham Tamaham Majami. Then he's wearing peacock feather, beautiful peacock feather. Sometimes many peacock feathers clustered around his head, his beautiful face, surrounded by locks of curling hair, playing flute, Vajayanti garland, Pitambara, beautiful golden, Tadit, Krishna's dhoti is called Tadit, like lightning, his beautiful reddish lotus feet. This is a, the, the, visage, the vision of the personality of God. It's not a creation of man. This is described by persons like Lord Brahma, who actually had darshan of the Lord. So this isn't a creation, a fanciful creation of human beings. This is a description of the personality of Godhead, the Supreme Controller, Parameshwar. So this we have to promote to society, because people don't know. Ask any Muslim, Christian, Sikh, Jew, Parsi. Okay, you believe in God, but what does he look like? They'll be very quiet. Well, he has no. They say he has no form because they 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 don't have any information about the form of God. What 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 else can they say? What else can they say? Even Jesus, Jesus was the son of God. So what? Who's his father? How can how can something formless have have a son that has form? How can something come from nothing? What does the Father look like? Okay, Jesus was born in Jerusalem, blah, blah, blah. What does his Father look like? They say Father, Son, and Spirit, Holy Spirit. What does the Father look like? What does he do? Where does he live? Where are his friends? What does he eat? What does he wear? Where does he live? They have no answer to these questions because they have not read Srimad Bhagavatam. So we have to introduce this understanding to the world because they don't know. This whole world is in ignorance. And they say, well, Krishna is not God. Well, who is? Give us, a, give us an understanding. What does, it, what does your God look like? What does he do? What does he eat? What does he wear? Where does he live? They have no answer because they, don't, because they haven't read Srimad Bhagavatam. They say, oh, God is formless. Or I am God, you are God. And then what is the meaning of prayer? What is the meaning of, of building temples? What is the meaning of going to a temple? If God is formless, if he is Nirakar, Nirakar Brahman, then how can he answer your prayer? Because the capacity to answer your prayer, compassion, the ability and need and inclination to answer your prayer can only come from a person. It can't come from a thing. God is not a thing. He's a person. And only a person can show mercy. Can a dull stone show mercy? Can an iron rod, can a piece of glass show you mercy? Only a person can show you mercy. Only a person can answer your prayer. And if God is Nirakar, then how can he answer your prayer? Nirakar Brahman. How can he answer your prayer? This is another foolishness. They have no conception of God. They can't live their philosophy. They build temples and they, they do bhakti. This is Putana bhakti, actually. Because Mayavadi types, they also do bhajan. 
They do. They have their sadhana. They do arati. Some of them do this ahangropasana. They, <laughs> they offer themselves arati in the mirror. Oh, here's God. I'm offering. I'm offering God's the arati, the Lord's God's feet, my feet, to His waist, to His face, seven times around. <laughs> so foolish. So incredibly foolish. So this is the situation that's come all over the world, especially here in India. It's very disturbing. Another, I mean, India's become like a Bhagwan factory. Another Bhagwan, another Amma, another avatar comes out of India practically every month. This is most unfortunate. Why? Because people have not been educated. And they'll say, Krishna's not God. Well, give us a better idea. What's your idea? They have no answer. Because they don't, they're thoughtless people that are simply brainwashed by the media's presentation that sense gratification will make you happy. Enjoy your senses. Get the car. Get the jewelry. Get the position. Get the bank balance. Get the woman. Get the man. And now enjoy. And there's no other meaning to life. There's no other objective in life. There's no, no other achievement in life worth having outside of sense gratification. What does Bhagavatam say? Nunam pramata kurute vikarama yadindreya priteya apranoti nasadu manye yata atmanoyam asannapi kleshada asadeha. They're bewildered, completely bewildered. Nunam pramata prakrishta rupena mata, completely bewildered. Why? Yadindreya priteya, because of sense gratification. They don't see anything worth having. What are they working for? When you, when you drive to work and you're packed up in traffic, ask yourself, where are all these people going? Devotee is going to work to make money to support his household, to maintain his temple, Vaishnavas, Vaishnavis, book distribution, prasadam distribution, everything connected with Krishna. That's different. But ask yourself, where are these other people going? Why and why? They're going to make money. Why? To exchange pieces of paper for things that gratify their senses. They're working for sense gratification. They're worth working for their belly, their tongue, and their genital, basically. They're working for their senses. So we have a different proposition. Nayam, uh, what is this? This associated verse. Anyway, I'm not remembering. So there's something more to life than Indriya Pritya. Because what is Indi what is the result of Indriya Pritya? Indriya Pritya? Another body. Kleshada means that which gives us klesha or misery. Body gives misery. Think of it. How much pleasure can you enjoy, say, with your little finger? What can you do? Give it a nice warm bath, massage it with scented oil. How, what can you do for your finger? But how much pain can you, if you break your finger, you cut your finger, you abrade your finger, you burn your finger, it can give you intense pain. It can keep you up all night. Just your little finger, just your little, the, the, tone, the nail on your little finger. Our body is programmed to give us trouble. Kleshada, to give us suffering. And Ashadeha. Indriya Pritya results 
attachment to our senses results in what? Another birth. So Shasta is telling you, don't do this. This isn't a good idea. Why are you doing this? So these things are all within our grasp. These, this understanding is in our grasp from Shastra. We can't go back to Godhead. We can't be happy. We can't approach the supreme destination without Shastravindi teaching us what is this world that's not false. It's the creation of God. There's a creator. There's a story that Sir Isaac Newton was a theist and he created a model of the universe. You turn the crank on the bottom and the planets would move around. They'd rotate. They'd revolve simultaneously. Revolve and rotate. Just like the planets move in the universe. So his atheistic friend came and said, Sir Isaac Newton, who made this? And he said to them, nobody did. His friend said, oh, come on. What are you talking? Clearly, someone. this is a very intricate model. Clearly, someone has made this. He said, no. No one's made it. Stop, stop, to, you know, you're just talking nonsense. I can understand. I'm not a fool. Someone has made this model. So Sir Isaac Newton dropped the boom on him. He said, you think you're completely emphatic that someone has created this tiny little model, but you believe, because you're an atheist, that no one created the the, the creation that it represents. No one made Jupiter. No one made Mars, Saturn, Venus, the moon, sun, moon. The man was devastated. What can he say? So this knowledge, this priceless knowledge that we glean from Bhagavatam, from Gita, from Upanishads, from Mayan, Mahabharata, this priceless knowledge should be distributed. Otherwise, we're misers. We have no compassion. Because the whole world is suffering for want of this single thing. Understanding of who we are, what is the, under, what is the nature of God, who, who is he, who, what is his personal form, what is his relationship with his own creation. That he is truth, the creation is truth, we are truth, and we can enter into an eternal truthful relationship in the kingdom of God by the practice of bhakti. The whole world is suffering for lack of this simple, simple thing that we take for granted. What a new devotee learns in the first few months of his association with Krishna Bhakti can, can revolutionize the whole world, can change the whole world. So we should take stock of our good fortune and try and do something for ourselves by becoming very serious about spiritual life. This is, after all, Urjavrata, Dharmas, where we get special mercy, chanting, reading, studying, offering lamps for the price of a piece of cotton and a few drops of ghee, we can pre please the Lord and never come back to this material world. But who, who knows that? Only devotees. Should we not spread this for the welfare of human society? This is our duty. Having taken it, taking advantage of it ourselves, this is our duty to society to spread this priceless knowledge that we read in the pages of Srimad Bhagavatam. So this is a very nice verse giving some detailed information. Not completely detailed. There's 8,400,000 species of life. But in general, many uh, 
categories are mentioned here, and they're all coming from Krishna. It's not false. It's real reality because it's coming from Krishna, who is the supreme reality. So we should preach this thing, understand it ourselves, be happy in Krishna consciousness. Thank you very much for your kind attention. Does anyone have any comment or question? Hare Krishna Prabhuji, Dandut Pranam Jaisila Prabhupada, wonderful, wonderful Nectar Prabhu. You nicely explained the, so many points. One is like this creation is not false. It's a, a systematic creator behind which is our dear Lord Sri Krishna. Like the, how Mayavadi thinks, you know, I am Brahman, you are Brahman, that's not right. We are Brahman Prabhu, but we're not Parabrahman. Brahman. They say, Aham Brahmasmi. This is true. But we have proper understanding of this. That I am spiritual, so why am I having this dance with matter, with Prakriti? If I'm Brahman, what am I, why am I dancing with Prakriti? So we agree, we, but we understand. But they say, I am Brahman. God is Brahman. Therefore, I'm God. This is like saying, Prime Minister Narendra Modi is an Indian, and I am Indian. Therefore, I am Prime Minister Modi. This is all foolishness. Right, right, right. So the another point. So go, ahead. Prabhuji. Go, go ahead, Prabhu. One, one other thing. One other thing about this. The, the, uh-huh. the nearby Mayavadi say aham brahmasmi. We say aham tavasmi. Not I don't want to be you. I want to be yours. Tavasmi radhika nata karmana manasagira krishna kanti tavayvasmi. I want to be accepted by you as yours. This is 180 degrees different from the nonsense Mayavadi understanding. I am Brahman. I am therefore I am the supreme Lord. We are Brahman, but we're not supreme Brahman. That's what that's why Shastra talks about Param Brahman, Parabrahma, and Anu Brahma, Anu Atma, and Paramatma. We're not Paramatma. This is. I mean, it's inconceivable they can even think that. <laughs> I'm sorry. What was your second question, Prabhuji? Or Another uh, the sec- second point, you know, how we Come have in. to be pre- prepared, you know, in our life because there's no guarantee we'll have X number of, you know, years to live in our life. We have to be all the time prepared and we have to be sincere uh, in our service. That's the another point you made, made Prabhu. Yeah, we have to be very all the true. Time prepared. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, the, while you was mentioning, uh, I just remembered there is one Amma and uh, Narendra Modi was, you know, uh, inaugurating him and uh, garlanding him. So I was wondering why Narendra Modi doing that. But later on, I came to know that Mataji had uphold and nurtured the, all the people in that area, which, uh, which would be, you know, unnecessary disturbed by the other faith and the people, as you know, there's so many activities going on. So she had nicely, actually not the topmost uh, philosophy what we practice, but somewhat she had hold the, uh, I mean, uh, the people in that area so that other people will not be uh, coming and taking over basically and uh, uh, converting the people. So that's the reason, you know, she was trying to, you know, appreciate the, Narendra Bodhi was trying to appreciate her uh, efforts to, you know, uh, 
preserve the spiritual culture. So that was the my take. I would like that. Yeah, you bring up a good point, Prabhu, because this particular person, Amaji, is doing uh, very good social work. She, she's yeah. building the the largest hospital in India, you know, and oh. and making medical care available to poor people. This is a wonderful thing. So, in public. We shouldn't insult these people. There's many things we have in common. We can work together in many platforms. Right. But when it comes right. to philosophy, it's a philosophical discussion. We should stand our ground. And in yeah. it, as gentlemen, as ladies, have discussion. This is called vital discussion. Let us understand what is true. No name-calling, no rhetoric, no dogma, no shouting and stamping of feet. <laughs> but respectfully, have discussion. Yes, but yes. in everyday life, we should be careful not to insult these people publicly. One time Prabhupada corrected one devotee, he said, why are you criticizing Satya Sai Baba? We have many criticisms against this man. He's a rascal, number one rascal. He's a pedophile, among other things. But shall we, shall we broadcast this all over the world? No. People will, people will not appreciate our movement if we do like this. Yes. So we should thoughtfully present Krishna consciousness. So this yes. lady, Amaji, is doing nice service. So we give her credit for what she is. You know, she's the hugging guru. She's hugged hundreds of thousands of people. People <laughs> like her. They're good. Yeah. And Modiji, Modiji is the, you know, he's a politician. He mm -hmm. wants to please everybody. You know, she has hundreds of thousands of followers that appreciate her. If he, if he insults her, it's not good for his, his, data, his uh, constituency, for his vote base, you know. He wants votes also. Even like here in Mayapur, uh, this Mamata Banerjee, who is, you know, practically speaking, a closet Muslim. You know, she presents. She's a, she's when she's with a Hindu, she's a she's a Hindu. When she's a Muslim, when she's a Muslim. Anyway, when she's here in Mayapur, she's touching His Holiness Jayapataka Maharaj's feet, and they publish a picture of it. Why? Because he has sixty thousand disciples, and he wants she wants the vote and support of Iskon. Iskon's become a very powerful political, also political. Influence because mm -hmm. Iskons become so uh, powerful in society and becoming more every day actually. Correct, correct. But no, that's politics. Uh, that, yeah, that that way. I mean, uh, we become uh, more kind of you know visible and having existence that will help to you know bring this the culture of spirituality more more acceptable and uh, widely so that people can you know accept it and follow it. Another example, I have a godbrother, his name is Srinanda Nanda. He's a very uh, amazing devotee, very, very uh, powerful devotee, actually. And he, he's written like 30, 40 books. Stephen Knapp, this is, he goes by his legal name, Stephen Knapp, in most of his publications. So he did a tour in Assam, in some of these Meghalaya, some of these uh, uh, northern states where Christianity is taking over and kicking out Hinduism. So he did a tour along with Sri Chinmaya Mission. Now, philosophically, we're at odds. But on this issue, Garwapsi, bringing people back to Hinduism, back to Vedic lifestyle, we, are, we can cooperate. And they made a cooperative effort. They did amazing programs all over those uh, uh, Himachal Pradesh, Assam, Meghalaya, those northern states where Hinduism is losing grip because these Christians are preaching so strongly there. And we're sitting right. on our hands while they do it. So they, there's a nice cooperative effort. That's good. We disagree yeah. philosophically, but we can cooperate. We want to see Goraksha. 
We want to see Goshala's cow protection. Kick out cow slaughter. We want to see we want to see Guru Kula studying Vedas. We want to see temples built. We want to see many things. We have many things in common. But when it comes to philosophy, we should stand our ground yes, respectfully. Yes, so that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that they also you know pick up with the um, topmost philosophy and practice it. Yes. Yeah, actually, this wonderful. Hare Krishna, Prabhu, thank you, Dhanat, for now, all Krishna, Prabhupada. Actually, I wanted to make point this. Brahmavadi philosophy is still uh, okay, like the four Kumaras, they were Brahmavadis. Then uh, they realized that they, their realization was only up to uh, Brahman, and they didn't transcend beyond that. Then they, when they got the uh, smell of the uh, tulasi leaves from the Lord's lotus feet, they got uh, bhakti. So that Brahmavadi is still understandable, but most of the people, they, they are Mayavadis, they, uh, uh, they have a, such a, uh, uh, they, they, they are saying they are Brahman and then they, they are not Nirvishesvabadi, they are worshipping somebody, so that is a hypocrisy. So what they are doing is worshipping somebody, but uh, uh, they have no clarity. Uh, so they are saying that they're, uh, they're, uh, they uh, they are worshiping Brahman. I am Brahman, you are Brahman, everybody is Brahman. They, mm. I am God, you are God. But then they are worshiping somebody. This is a hypocrisy. This is Brahmavadi and Mayavadi. This Mayavadi is the is the is a killer of this spirituality or God consciousness in this country. Yeah, excellent point, Prabhu. Because four Kumaras were Brahmavadis. They weren't atheistic, demoniac, mental, uh, that I am God, I am the Supreme Lord, they, they identified with Brahman, they're self-realized persons, there's a difference. Uh, thank you for pointing that out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I have also, in, I have also come, I mean, in various forums, uh, this Mayavadis always pop up. And uh, then I, like, as you said, we have to stand our ground philosophically and put our uh, uh, points, because Srila Prabhupada has given us this wealth of uh, Arguments and everywhere in Srimad Bhagavatam also there's uh, arguments uh, everywhere. So uh, so we as we go I mean, if we go ahead with this uh, with this uh, shastra of shastra that is uh, the weapon of uh, scripture uh, we'll definitely be able to uh, penetrate to this uh, this facade of uh, this false facade of Maya uh, this Maya Yaham Brahmasmi that misconception of Brahmasmi Tattvasi all this. The wrong interpretation. I have seen that by the grace of all Vaishnava blessings, like yourself, Prabhuji, and all the other Vaishnavas, exalted Vaishnavas, and Chitra Mahaprabhu, and Sri Prabhupada, that we've been able to cut through this 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 false facade of Maya. Brahmavadi is different. I think only the Arya Samajis are Brahmavadis. The rest all are uh, Mayavadis, and, and they are uh, all fo- founded on false uh, footing. They are all uh, hypocrites. They say they are uh, Brahman, I am Brahman, you are, but they are worshipping somebody, some demigod, Pancho Pasana. So that it's is... Another uh, country. That, uh, it's another contradiction in their philosophy. They can't live their philosophy. Yeah. This is the and problem. Krishna says that... Uh, they have pleasure and then they have to fall, uh, fall at somebody. But they don't know who to fall at. Mm. 
Sorry, bro. I asked a lot of time and expressed my my uh, good things points. Might have Thank you so much for coming. And then, does anyone has any other comment comments questions? But they, I see that they, they convert uh, when some of the uh, people who are logically minded they convert with the uh, the argument uh, Chitra Mahaprabhu's uh, from Sri Bhagavatam and our uh, movement. The the people who re, uh, who are logically minded they come around rather than uh, those who are really uh, karmakandis uh, who are uh, demigod worshippers. The demigod worship is sometimes difficult to uh, elevate. They 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 make they get in easily, but they don't elevate quickly. Hmm. But if one is able to uh, convert a Mayavadi into uh, Vaishnavism, that uh, he is already elevated. And that uh, elevation helps actually. Yes and no. Some are hopeless cases. Actually, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur was studying Sarirakta Bhasya, and his father, Srila Bhakti Thakur, was afraid oh, we may lose him. Because to study Shankara's Sarirakta Bhasya said it can even change the yeah. mind of an Uttam Bhakta, Uttam Adhikari devotee. So, there, word jugglery, understand, this is word jugglery that's coming from. Mahesh, Maheshwar, Lord Shiva, it's not an ordinary thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Our, our, our weapon is Harinam Sankirtan. We're not, you know, sometimes it's useless waste of time to argue with people. Invite them to come for Kirtan, give them Prasadam, yeah. invite them to come for class. But if, it's a, if it turns into a big public argument, just start Kirtan. <laughs> Prabhupada did that one time. Some some yeah, Gita yeah. path program. All these big Mayavadi sannyasis are speaking. Prabhupada said, "Stop him! Start kirtan!" And all the devotees jumped to their feet and had a big kirtan right in the middle of his lecture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's that's how Prabhupada's Vira Ras. You know, he was completely intolerant to this thing. Out of his love, out of his love of God, it's a project of his love of God. But we can't imitate. My experience is that. Like these Sai Baba people, there's certain class. These Brahm, these Brahma Kumaris and Sai Baba people, I don't waste my time. If they're a little inquisitive, I can discuss with them. But they're, you know, my experience is a waste of time because there's so many people that are, yeah, waiting to hear the message of Taitanya Mahaprabhu. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we we spend a valuable time in those people who are innocent, rather than who have been uh, already brainwashed to a great degree. Yeah. Same principle apply when you go out, and you know, usually we set up the booth in different different event, and we have to choose your battle how much time you can give to one, because we cannot keep going. Uh, we have to exactly a couple minutes, and we exactly. have to be ready first to serve others. Yeah, exactly. Very intelligent. Yeah. So we're all done? Uh, if anybody has any question or comment, if not, then we can end here. 
Okay, thank you very much for the opportunity okay. to speak to you. Shila Prabhupada ki jai, manchaka pokebhuta, kapasana, 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 kapas